0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're joined by Taylor McCarg, ESPN. We have discussed quite a bit, of course, with college football, opened up by talking about the Rangers winning their first ever world championship. That was fun. Lifelong fan like me and Craig and Paul's father was. And Paul, of course, is a Red Sox fan, so he's spoiled even more. Taylor McCark, Taylor, thank you for your time. Uh, Michigan's undefeated. I'm not sure anything can happen to them, uh, no matter whatever, I guess, is uncovered or what is true. But as soon as they lose a game, are they nuked as far as being a part of anything college football playoff, no matter who it's against?
1: Well... Wow. <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of people would prefer it that way. Um, I think it would depend on – would if they were to lose to – well, let's say they lose to somebody not named Ohio State, then, yes, I think they, it probably ends it for them unless – even in that scenario, they beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten, still a path where they potentially get in. If they lose to Ohio State and they don't get a chance to play in the Big Ten championship, then it's probably Ohio State and I don't see a non-Big Ten champion Michigan getting in. Uh, but I know for college football fans and the big 10 and the playoff committee, it would make their lives a lot easier if Michigan did lose so that they could try and avoid uh, having to discuss Michigan and everything that's going on with them with the sign stealing scandal and uh, avoid all of that in the, the playoff discussion. Because once you get to bowl season and once the final four is set, that would absolutely dominate headlines for three solid weeks.
0: Taylor, um, you know, we were just talking about it. The thing that's weird is the coaches want something done now, and you get that, but uh, I don't know if there's an answer that Tony Patini can really give him, is he?
1: Not right now, at least. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the ultimate findings are of if there's any proof that this was, and it's traced back to a directive from Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. then yeah, all of a sudden this becomes it already is bad. This is pretty ugly. We've from from people that I've talked to coaches, personnel, people that are in the sport this crossed the line and that's the thing. Everybody watches the TV copy and tries to see from your own signs okay, we're going to have to change X, Y, Z sign because we know that it's getting picked up. Everybody does that. Everybody watches the other team's TV copy to try and hear, is there an audible that they like to go to? Is there a specific sign that we see the quarterback use? And, okay, we know it's going to be this play off of it. That's all within the framework of uh, trying to just get an edge on your opponent. Paying several scouts in different cities across the country to advance scout and videotape signs it crossed the line, and I know last week I talked with you guys about, um, you know, a lot of these coaches aren't willing to go out on the limb and and really put their neck out there for what they really think about this, but I think that's coming. You're starting to see that crack a little bit the more information we get here, and uh, it's really unfortunate because it's taken away from a fantastic season for Michigan, a great run that they're having right now. And I know they're they're ranked in the first round of the rankings behind Ohio State, but I think there's a the better team than Ohio State. And uh, to, to land the plane on your first question, I think they probably beat Ohio State this year. And it's going to be, uh, there should be some uncomfortable conversations that are had uh, all the way through the month of December if they do end up running the table.
0: Taylor, a big one, Uh, a huge schedule in the Big 12 just in general this weekend, but one of those games, Texas hosting Kansas State. K-State's obviously been going with a little bit of a two-quarterback look, but Will Howard had a a nice game last week. On the other side, Malik Murphy making his first start. Just curious your thoughts on what you saw from Murphy and and what your thoughts are on this game.
1: Yeah, I think this is – the piece of this that I'm looking for is is, can Kansas State throw the football effectively – Will Howard played really efficient last week against Houston, but between their wins against Houston and TCU, they're dominating the line of scrimmage against both of those teams. And that is not going to happen in that way against Texas. You're not going to play bully ball and run the football right at Texas. I think Texas may have one of the top run defenses in the entire country. Uh, Kansas State is going to have to figure out a way to create explosives in the passing game and test Texas secondary, where they've, they've been banged up some this year. On the other side for Texas, Malik Murphy looked much better, uh, obviously, than he did when he came on in relief two weeks ago. And, I, I you know, I think we expected that, right? You have an, an opportunity to go through the full week of practice. They know what you're good at. I also think it was probably good for him that he got that interception out of the way where it was – I mean, that was about as bad an interception as you're going to see where he kind of throws it up. And uh, that reminded me of like a, a JV – football type of interception where he he panicked, but he got it out of the way. And I thought he played really well after that. And so Kansas state going to have to make him uncomfortable force some takeaways. And then again, the key to me, it's going to be really difficult to run the football consistently against Texas. What can they do in the passing game with Will Howard specifically down the field, challenging Texas secondary. Taylor,
0: uh, there's a game that's in Baylor uh, in Waco this week, excuse me, uh, the two teams that are really, just not very good. And Houston getting buried by Kansas State, and of course, uh, having taken Texas down to the wire. Baylor just seemed like nothing changes, like a malaise every week. Uh, If Houston comes into Waco and wins that game, what does that mean for a program that is already struggling?
1: Well, look, I think it would mean a win in this game means more to Houston than it does Baylor. Because I think the, the, the tempo and the the tone for this season is pretty much already established for Baylor. Uh, doesn't matter. I think it's unlikely that they make it to a bowl game regardless. Even if they beat Houston, they would still have to pick up two more somewhere between uh, Kansas State, TCU, and West Virginia. And the way West Virginia's playing, I don't think, I do not think they would beat West Virginia. On the other side, with all that's been made of uh, where Dana's at, and uh, Houston fans appear to be not thrilled, with, to say the least, with Dana. I think a win at Baylor would probably mean more to them um, because, again, even if they don't make it to a bowl in their first year in the Big 12, if they were to close out the season at, if they could figure out a way to get to 5-7, and seven, that feels a lot different for Houston, right, doesn't it, than, than it would for a 5-7 and seven Baylor. Mm-hmm. Nobody's happy about that regardless of how they got there.
0: Taylor, um, Bedlam is, is ending. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's a bummer, but uh, Oklahoma State has not really won a whole lot of those games. They've, they've lost 91 of them. Is this the year that they get win number 20?
1: I think it better for Oklahoma State that they're playing this game late later in the season than in the first part of the season, because mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, it's not a team that I've followed real closely, because to be honest, after the, the, the beginning of the season, the way that they started, That, to me, seemed like a team that was going to struggle to make a bowl. And now you look up, you know, once we turn the page to November, rattled off wins, they beat Kansas. They beat West Virginia on the road. They're sitting there playing really well in conference play and, you know, go back to their loss against South Alabama in September. And you thought, man, this may not – this Oklahoma State team may not make a bowl. On the other side, for Oklahoma, we said last week on this show, we talked about how this was – this is going to be a challenge going to Lawrence. It's a good football team, even with the backup quarterback and being playing. It's still a really good, disciplined football team. Oklahoma's going to obviously have to pick themselves up off the map. A lot still to play for. If they run the table the rest of the way, beat Texas, you would expect it to be Texas in a rematch of the Big 12 championship. An opportunity out there certainly for uh, Oklahoma to get into the playoff. But Oklahoma State last year of Bedlam, I think Oklahoma State probably wins this game. I would take Oklahoma State in this game straight up uh, because, again, of the momentum that they've built and can Oklahoma pick themselves up off the mat. It's going to be challenging. Two back-to-back road games at Kansas, at Oklahoma State. The Big 12 did not do Oklahoma any favors in their scheduling in their last year in the conference.
0: Taylor, big one in the SEC. Uh, I mean, I know Georgia Mizzou's got some interest as well, uh, but Alabama LSU, uh, Jalen Milrow, we've seen – him week to week in the highs, the lows. Jaden Daniels obviously has had a really good year. Your thoughts on the quarterback matchup, but the matchup between these two teams as well, a huge one in the SEC West.
1: And I know uh, Alabama is, is the favorite in this game, but this is another one that LSU can score, and they've proven that against pretty much anybody they can put up points. Can Alabama play Ben but don't break on defense? LSU is going to move the football, but can Alabama slow them down in the red zone, force a couple of fourth down stops, force them to kick a couple field goals, because that's going to be the key in this game. And then hold on on the other side. Do what we've seen Alabama. They've gotten comfortable with Jalen Milroe where it's run the football, quarterback run game, quick game, and then outside of that, the rest of their passing game is throwing bombs down the field. There's not a lot of intermediate passing game. There's not a lot of full field reads. They've simplified things for him, and I think they look so much better than they did in the month of September to me i i could absolutely see lsu winning this game because again they've proven that they can score on anybody and Jaden daniels i think if they go in and win this game at alabama that's going to be your heisman favorite
0: taylor thank you as always man uh, what game do you have
1: i've got a good one man i've got uh utsa at north texas oh so yeah two teams that, that really don't like each other and um utsa man they they are rolling now. They were one and three in September and have won four straight. And uh, Jeff Trailer's got them playing really well, and I'm excited. That's a, again. I, it's it's fun anytime you get teams that legitimately do not like each other. And uh, UTSA and North Texas, if you follow, go look at just any of the tweets back and forth. These fan bases do not think highly of one another. No,
0: they don't. They don't. We've had both Eric Morris and Jeff Trailer on the show this week, so for a reason because of exactly what you said. Thank you. Very much enjoy your broadcast. Thanks for being a part of our show on Thursdays when you can.